0: for tuning into today's episode. Today I have someone who is really, really close to my heart, someone who I admire, someone who I love, someone who I respect, someone who, wow, someone who's changed my life in so many ways and I am honored, I am happy, I am excited, I'm ecstatic. I'm all the emotions put together. I'm nervous. <laughs> Please allow me to introduce you a financial guru. She's an absolute master at her craft. She's someone who's highly respected in the financial world. She's someone whose story will hopefully resonate with many of you today. Please allow me to introduce you guys, my friend, my amazing business partner, Amelie Bobbin
1: uh thank you warner it's such an honor to be on your show to be on your podcast thank you so much for having me i'm so excited about this
0: oh my god it's an absolute pleasure it's an absolute pleasure and by the way shout out because you're a new mom
1: i am yes
0: you're a, <laughs> can you, you tell you're a, <laughs> you're a new mom the the by the way if if, if you if you're not watching this on video she said can you tell because she's, she's had a couple of sleepless nights but uh <laughs> That's how, how has that journey been like you know motherhood right like it's now Mm -hmm. how has that changed your life
1: it's um it's it's been quite the journey my husband and i so it's our first baby new parents baby girl she's wonderful and uh i'm gonna tell you this when when she was born and i was looking at her right and it's very emotional because you've carried this baby for you know nine months and all of a sudden she's here and just you're looking at her precious little face you know and and i was telling my husband i said oh my gosh is it possible to love this much? Your heart just opens up, right? And it, and it's just this beautiful thing and you just get so emotional. And I, I remember calling my mother and saying, mom, she's here and I can't believe how much I love her. I didn't know you could love this much. <laughs> and, then, and then my mom paused for a second and she said, now you understand, oh, right? How yeah. I feel about you. And so that was a very, very special moment between my mom and I and, and my daughter and I. And uh, it's quite the journey, right? We're learning every day. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>,
0: uh- <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, uh, it's as, as I get older and, and, and I, there's, there's a, an appreci- a further appreciation of my parents. I don't have any children mm-hmm. of my own. But as I get older, like I, I think and I, I look back at yeah. the sacrifices that they made the, yeah. the, the journey that they went through just to raise children. And so my question is to you, how has that journey been treating you so far?
1: <laughs> it's got to, it's got some challenges, right? Yeah. But I'll say this challenges are good. Um, life is never supposed to be without challenges and, and when they come, right, especially with parenting and look, I'm a new mom, I'm two <laughs> months in. Okay. So it's not like I know everything yet. Yeah. If there's parents that are listening to this, they're going to be like, yeah, you're going to be in it when they're two and five and <laughs> whatever, yeah. but, uh, but it's, it's being, uh, open to learning and taking those challenges as something that make you grow. Right. Um, I, I'm looking at her and I'm looking at what's ahead of us. And I'm not saying it's gonna get easier. Yeah. My husband and I are just saying to each other, "We got to become better." And mm. she's making us better people from mm. these challenges and the things that we're learning. And so we're we're embracing everything. We're embracing the journey, and we just we're just you know trying our best and uh, rolling with the punches. And to be honest, it's it's quite fun. Um, even the challenges they need to be there for yeah. us to grow. So
0: yeah. Yeah, and and the the beautiful a, a lot of. By the way, that's awesome. It like it just brings it brings a smile to me just because I you know <laughs> we know like I've I've been been through that journey with you. Um, you're no stranger to challenge, and and I say that because I you know many people that are listening to this may not know this, but you're you're you you came you came from a different country to the U.S. Right?
1: I did. Yes, I came from Canada.
0: From yes, Canada. What yep. what prompted that change?
1: well i mean that's that's a whole story that we could do a whole hour on that story <laughs> but, but we won't um to be honest the, the truth is this i was very young when i moved to the united states yeah. i was 21 years old that was a million million years ago it seems like <laughs> I, I come from for, for those of you who are not familiar with canada um the province of quebec is where i'm from and it's a french-speaking province so french is my first language and um i when I moved here I just really moved here because I I wanted to see something different I wanted to maybe do better for myself but I wasn't sure I just wanted to explore options and so I, I just moved to the US and uh, I was young and naive, so the truth is, the real truth is, I followed a boy here, right? When you're 21 years old, you just you think you're in love, but you know uh, you uh... might not. Be. <laughs> right? Follow your heart, um, and I'm really grateful for this person for forever because because you know I ended up here in, in beautiful California, and that relationship didn't work out, but that's okay. I ended up making uh, a life here, and I and I always remember when I set foot in California, um, thinking to myself, wow this place is beautiful. I have got to make it here. I Mm. have got to be able to stay here. And, and I mean, you know, the first challenge for me was language. Now you can't hear it so much. You might be able to hear it a little bit. I still have an accent, certain words I say kind of funny, but uh, that was my first challenge was, Hey, now I have to learn a new language. Um, and, and yeah, it was challenging. I'm not going to lie. It's uh, especially at at 21 when you only spoken French for yeah. your whole
0: life. But, uh. it's, 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 <laughs> it's funny you say that because, like, when I noticed, because my parents, when they came, they had to learn a new language. Um, even within languages, and I don't know if many people know this, but if, if you speak several languages, there's a different way of thinking with a particular language. For sure. Right? So, how, how, how did that affect even your way of thinking when you came to the U.S.?
1: Well, it was, th- that's actually a good question. Nobody's ever asked me that, but it was the progression of things, right? Mm. It was like, okay, I, I'm moving here. I can understand a little bit of English and I can, you know, read a little bit and I can speak a little bit, yeah. but in my mind, everything is in French all the time. <laughs> so there's this like translation delay that happens, yeah. right? From the time I hear something to the time I translate it in my head and then to the time I, you know, prepare my response yeah. <laughs> to, to talk back or to answer the question. So it's, it's like all of this process where it's, it's delayed,
0: right. right? It's
1: delayed. And then eventually as you get, you know, better and you immerse yourself in that environment and your vocabulary, vocabulary expand, then there's less delay and it moves a little bit faster. And then eventually... You're just thinking in english yeah. right and then and then you're dreaming in english and it's and it's all good and then at a certain point you can go back and forth really well you know because yeah. you've mastered you know both and and so it just kind of gave me hope that if i could <laughs> learn another language i could also learn a new trade or you know basically make it here it just kind of gave me a little bit of confidence once that you know threshold was met being like hey you know what i just
0: it took me a couple of years but i learned english so Right. Sky's the limit. (laughs) No, that's awesome. I mean, that's that's I can imagine like like sometimes like just I just out of, you know, I'll I'll reflect on when I'm journaling, I'll reflect on the journey my parents had. And I'm like, man, if you set me at 21 in the middle of China without knowing the language, would I make it right? Like like it's just that it's, it's obscene to think of that as an American. But that's the reality of many people that come into our country. Now, when you came into our country, obviously now you're, you're. I I I would consider you a financial giant in in our industry, but you weren't always that.
1: No, 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 not at all. When I moved here, well, because of the the language barrier, my first job um, was a nanny. I uh, I got you hired a by nanny. family. Yeah, nanny. A nanny. Wow. I nannied. Yeah, I nannied for a family that was looking for a French-speaking nanny to teach their little girl and their little boy. Um, how to speak French. And so, and I need for them for maybe a year. And then, you know, it's kind of funny because I always tell people I, I learned, I was speaking to them in French, but I was also, you know, reading books in English to them. And I tell people (laughs) I learned English through kids' books. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, and then I, I met a gentleman, a French gentleman. So you're teaching
0: them French and they're teaching you English. Yes,
1: totally. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) That's what it was. Nice. Um, but then I met this French gentleman who owned a French restaurant, and uh, my, my background coming from Quebec, that's what I did to put myself through college. I had worked in Quebec City in different bars and restaurants, and so um, that was a little bit of my, you know, background. And, and when I met him, you know, French guy, we could communicate properly, which is <laughs> awesome, speaking French to him. And, and I got hired by him at his restaurant, and uh, another person I'm forever grateful for, um, still a dear friend of mine who really gave me a shot. Because when he hired me, my English wasn't that great either. He really <laughs> gave me a chance. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I worked for him for a very long time. Sometimes people don't know. I mean, if you live in my neighborhood, you probably know me from there because I was there, Warner, Yeah. for 16
0: years. 16 years as a server. At oh, the same my. restaurant. Can you
1: believe that? <laughs> I mean, seriously, like that doesn't happen quite often, it's, right? It, people you get don't, burned you don't... out.
0: I, I always say this when I meet people that are in the because I, I come from the industry as well. Like when you're in the industry, I remember thinking to my head, I was in college when I first started working in the industry, in the restaurant industry, by the way. Um, and I remember thinking to my head, this is good money. But that's sure. such a I I don't want to say that it's not good money, but I think what it was, it was just that I came home every day with cash. Yes. And and so I, I can see why, like because I, I ended up working in the restaurant for seven years. Yeah. And I, I didn't see myself leaving. You know, and what well, was that the case with you? or are just like, oh, my God, the money's coming in. I'm getting the right tables, the right shifts. I'm just going to stay here.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a it, it's like that when you're young, for sure. Right. <laughs> because because no, seriously, you know, you it's kind of unfortunate. I what I the pattern I was seeing at the restaurant. Right. I was there. You know, you're right. It's instant cash, so yeah. you don't have to really wait for a paycheck or anything like that. You know, you got a good shift, you make a couple hundred bucks, sometimes more, depending on what kind of restaurant you work at. You're young, all of your friends are working minimum wage at like retail or whatever. You're like, right. I'm balling right <laughs> now, right? <laughs> Making a lot of money. Yeah. That's what you're thinking. And uh, and what I saw as as a pattern is we would hire somebody, right? that was going to college and um they would work on the weekends or you know to pay for their education they would graduate college and then they would go on to try to find work in their field and realizing that they were taking a huge pay cut by going to work a nine to five in like a you know office setting or whatever it is and they would actually come back to the restaurant because it was more profitable and i don't blame them they needed to make a living you know and so me looking at that i was thinking to myself I ain't doing that. I'm not going to go <laughs> nine to five. I'm, yeah. I'm going to stay right here, make my money. Right. And, uh, and, and call it a day. But what happened is I got older mm. and then everybody else at the restaurant got younger. Mm. And then, you know, when you work in the service industry, you know, either back of the house or front of the house, it's taxing physically. Yeah. And then you know, I started you know hurting the, the shoulder from carrying the tray, yeah. and then the, you know my feet were hurting. I mean, that's when I was thirty six years old, right? And I was starting to feel these little ailments of like you know, restaurant industry, yeah. and that's when I started to think, "Hmm, am I gonna do this for the rest of my life?
0: Right.
1: <laughs> this doesn't seem you know feasible for me." So that's that's really when the shift started to happen when when that showed up. Yeah.
0: Now, if if I were to if I were to start my you know, my first year of college, no one would ever recommend 17 years of restaurant industry before you go into the financial (laughs) industry. So how did that transition happen? (laughs) Like no one would ever say, Hey, look, this is the prerequisite. 17 years of the restaurant industry, and then you'll be ready to build a financial business.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yes. No, you know how it happened. It's kind of, it's crazy and it's not right. Um, the the thing that happened is this is you know I I I wake up one day you know I'm 36 years old and, and I'm now I'm married me and my husband you know just his name is Ryan he's amazing if you know him you you know how amazing he is
0: <laughs> shout and, out to um, Ryan
1: yeah shout yeah. out to Ryan always he's actually with the baby right now and he's uh-huh. such an amazing father <laughs> uh, but we kind of looked at each other uh, one night at the dinner table and you know we started thinking about the future now we were married we wanted a family. And, uh, and we basically started thinking about, Hey, retirement yeah. does not that sound crazy. You know, you wake up and you're like mid to late thirties, early forties and you're like, <laughs> Oh crap, retirement. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> retire someday. Yeah. Right. And, and we just realized we didn't know anything. Mm. It's not like most, most people in the restaurant industry are not offered a retirement plan or any kind of benefits. Right. Some people are, but most people are not. And then you're just, you're just left to your own, you know, devices and you just, you yeah. don't know anything. Right. Right. And, yeah. and it, the sad thing, Warner, is that we don't teach that stuff in high school. We mm. don't. And we rely on our employers to just provide that stuff for us. But most of the time it's either not enough or it's not existent. Yeah. Right. And so we started doing a little bit of like self learning, gathered some books, started to read some stuff and then um, looked online, which was a really bad idea. <laughs> we got so confused. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute everybody's saying different things online. Like I'm reading these books. Everybody's talking about different things. Like some people say, this is good. This, what are we doing? And, and I kind of asked around and I was put in contact with um, this gentleman um, who really changed our lives. And uh, he was, um, you know, part of the same brokerage that I'm part of now. And uh, he actually came over to our home for a home visit to kind of help us understand Mm. money, how money works, how retirement works, um all of the pieces of the puzzle that we needed to put together yeah and uh it was literally it was
0: life changing for us just i'm curious finally
1: understand it. i'm like yeah. oh my gosh, i think i understand now <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm 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 curious um well two there's two two questions number one who was this who was this yeah. individual yeah um and number two, was that journey of learning finances like very similar to your journey of learning english
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Answer that second question. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. It feels like, you know, you understand a little bit, but you still have to kind of translate in your mind. <laughs> what like what you're filtering means. it. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's
0: and, 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 and before we get into who this individual was, I, I felt the exact same way. I'm, and I'm in many ways, I'm still in that journey. Right. Like, and, and, and I, I, I bring that, I bring that to, I want to bring that to light because I think there's many people out there who, who, they read things on the internet, they read things on social media, they listen to mm-hmm. uncle and auntie. And it's just like, there's so much mm-hmm. information that's so different. Mm-hmm. What did yeah. you find that you benefited the most from sitting down with someone that was actually from yep. the industry?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, and I, I'll tell you who it is. His <laughs> name is Andre Genovese. You know him. Andre Genovese. <laughs> yes. A, we a, love Andre.
0: If, if um, you guys are any skateboard fans out there, yep. this guy's an absolute legend of the industry and absolutely transitioned from becoming a world-class skateboarder into now becoming a mentor, not to just leaders like Amelie, but many in the industry as well. Yeah.
1: No, he is, he's, he's our, you know, him and Sam, his wife, best friends, mentors um, completely changed our lives forever. Grateful to him. We still work together all the time. Uh, we're, we're growing our business together. It's pretty amazing. That's, again, that, and, I and could talk about And I hear he makes a
0: killer picanha.
1: <laughs> yes, he does. Oh. <laughs> we, you know, as Brazilian barbecue by a Brazilian is the way to go, homemade. I yeah. mean, I've, I, to be honest, he ruined me because I cannot <laughs> have steak anywhere else now. Yeah. Me and my husband were like, nope, we're not having steak <laughs> unless it's at Andre's house. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, that's funny
1: of sitting down with somebody is to understand your own personal situation. So what I find that's just disturbing out there is everybody's making kind of blanket statement about what your finances should look like, what's best, what what to do, what not to do. When finances are so personal to your personal goals, where you are currently, where you want to be, everybody's so different. Mm. So there's not one solution that would work for everybody. I, I disagree with that 100% and it kind of you know breaks my heart to hear these kind of things floating out there. Oh, you know, go to work, get your 401k, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. You won't be fine. Yeah. Okay? You really need to adapt. It's one piece of the puzzle, but you really need to adapt with with your goals and and for us it was it was eye-opening. He basically looked at everything, asked us some tough questions. Yeah. He did. He asked us some tough questions to look at how much money we were spending and and really what goals we had and and then, you know, we, he wasn't sugarcoating anything, right? Sometimes we think like, Hey, you know, you can save hundred bucks here, hundred bucks there. You're going to make it <laughs> Yeah. like, good job. Like, no. Okay. We sat down and it was just, there's just, look, you guys, this is the situation. This is reality. Um, and this is what we can start today to make sure that you can, you know, achieve what you're trying to achieve. And it was right. personalized plans are where it's at really. Yeah it is and so it was it was a wonderful experience working with him and even though i'm in the industry now he's still our advisor and i run everything by him all the time nice and you always want to do that okay because looking at your own finances by yourself it's it's difficult it's too emotional Mm. too emotional you want you always want to have a mentor in that in that regards and and somebody who can help you with that yeah
0: yeah that's that's great advice that's really really great advice and by the way guys if you're listening to this and you're interested please reach out to amelie um, of Amelie, what's your Instagram at Amelie uh, underscore Bobbin, um, correct. reach out to her send a her DM. I'll, she'll be sure to answer right back. And, and, you know, just sit down and have that conversation with you. And now I, you know, you made that transition from the restaurant industry into the financial industry. And yes. I couldn't bear to think about like, just kind of like what your transition was into motherhood. And you just, you talked about it early on. You're like, Oh man, I still don't know what I'm doing, but you know, I got to make some sacrifices. Was that similar to starting your own, like, like, to, to, to being in the industry and starting off? Yes.
1: Of course, yeah, it was, uh, as is very similar. I mean, in a different way, right? That's right. just but, but, but very, very similar. Um, learning a new industry, learning anything new in general, there's always that learning curve, right? Yeah, and it's a curve because, <laughs> because before you can see the light at the end of the tunnel on yeah. the other side. You're kind of in the dark for a little period of time. That's a right? great analogy. And 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 it's okay. And when you're in that period, when you're like, "Can I do this? Oh my gosh, this is so much to learn. You know, am I gonna have the credibility? You know, I was a server for so long. How are people gonna see me now that I'm changing careers and all that stuff?" When you're in that dark period, I call it dark. It's not that yeah. dark, but that that period of uh, uncertainty. The, the important dark thing
0: period. is the dark (laughs) (laughs) it feels like that when you're in it right like it literally
1: yeah it does the the one thing to 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 have by your side is a mentor Mm. is somebody that you can reach out to that's gonna help you see the bigger vision and that's gonna help you realize hey you're you're learning you're growing you're moving forward you know you're you're gonna get through this and you're gonna learn Um, but unfortunately a lot of people do not want to have mentors or they don't reach out to them right and entrepreneurship in the beginning this is what i I found can be very lonely even in 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 the successes it can be very lonely also um but but people need to reach out they need to connect with other you know great leaders uh mentors people in their industry and and sometimes you know from other industry just to learn from them and to get some encouragement you know and um, that's a, a good thing that I love about you, Warner. You're, I, I, I love that I can always reach out to you. Uh-huh. And I love that you're always so encouraging. And I know you don't you encourage a lot of people. But, you know, I'm grateful for all your words throughout those periods. And, and, and we just worked hard. I worked hard. I came on the other side, right? And then, obviously, entrepreneurship and building your own, you know, office and your own organization comes with a lot of challenges. But, look, I grew from them cried a lot if, if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening to this and you haven't cried yet you're not doing it right <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: yeah no that's funny it's yeah a it's, whatever, it's a reality guys. yeah it's but, uh, it's a, you 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 talked about and i i wanted to hit on this because i i i thought that was a really really good point you talked about finding a mentor now mm-hmm. what if i don't know how to find a mentor what if i mm-hmm. don't know what industry or i don't have real clarity or or, or what to look for in a mentor What's yeah. your advice on that?
1: that? That's good. I mean, it's a good question. Um, for me, I was just fortunate that that our industry and our, our company as a whole um, offers great mentorship. And I just found a friend in Andre, and it just happened naturally, kind of organically. Um, if you don't – I mean, if you don't know how to find one, I think the first thing to ask yourself is, is you know, what are really what, – what is it that I'm trying to achieve, right? Yeah. That's those are those are the goals where I'm at and where I'm trying to go, um, and then you wanna you wanna find somebody that's probably in a similar industry as you and who's doing better than you. Wow. The the thing that I and and I mean no disrespect, okay, when I say this, but sometimes I see out there there's a lot of business coaches and there's a lot of like things like that where people pay a lot of money um, to be coached by certain individuals that are really not doing that great and yeah. so. For me, I want to. And looking for a mentor, my recommendation is look for a track record of success before yeah. you're letting somebody in your circle trying to coach you, right? Yeah. One of the things that I love about Andre is his track record of success, both on his, you know, uh, professional athlete career and also on his business career, yeah. um, and his and his financial services career. And I looked at him and I said, "Yes, I want to walk in in his footsteps." And so you you got to start with that. And then you can start reaching out to different people, right? Of course. Social media is great for that, don't yeah. you think?
0: <laughs> you can, you can start it's so easy. Out. Yeah. It is. Yeah.
1: And remember, when you, you try to find a mentor, there's always an exchange, right? Um, I learned that quite early on. So so there's an exchange. Somebody will mentor you and they will, you know, pour belief into you and, and help you to the next level, but you gotta bring something to the table, yeah. right? You gotta bring your. You, you gotta bring something to them. How? My question for for myself to Andre and Sam is: How can I make their life better? Mm. What can I give them in return for everything they've done for me? Right. And a lot of times, it needs to start that way. You need to to give first in yeah. order for somebody to say, "Hey, I'll mentor you." Wow. Right. And so, um, you always want to you always want to give. That I think that's that the exchange that sometimes people forget. Yeah.
0: Man, that's powerful. That's yeah. I think that's. It's almost it's almost so simple that we forget how yeah. that we forget it. And it's so fundamental and not just a relationship, but in what you're building and in your mentorship. And thank you for highlighting that. That's really, really powerful. Um, yeah. And so, so you're in the transition. You went from darkness into the light, right? Like, <laughs> like what, what does the next five to 10 years look like for Amelie Bobbin? Cause everyone knows Amelie now, you know, obviously you're, you're recognizing in your industry and inside of your firm like what's what's the next five to ten years look like for you
1: (laughs) well there's a there's a there's a lot going on that's for sure and I always kind of separate my life into um, different pieces that are all integrated really Um, but in the next you know five years for us as a a family um, we definitely would love to have more more children that's that's one of the things that we're even though she's only two months. We just you and I'm you know, I'm in my 40s. And so I, I, I got to kind of do that a little quicker. I don't have as much time as others, but I still got time. So good. Still healthy. Right. I was telling my husband, if we were younger, I think we should, we could have had like 10.
0: <laughs> oh, it's man, that's so a big <laughs> shot.
1: It's so fun. Um, but we want that. Obviously, we want to grow, grow our family. That's important to us. Um, on an on a, a emotional um, side and, and, and just as a person, I'm going through this growth period, which I wanna keep working on, right? Which is, you know, the next five years, we've got some health goals that my husband and I are trying to achieve, um, some, you know, physical goals, uh, all of the emotional, we're, we're going through, obviously, so, it's self-development, that's yeah. what it is. Um, and so we've got those those landmarks that we wanna hit and and financially or professionally, business-wise, yeah. I mean we're trying to take this thing we're not trying we're taking this thing to the next level (laughs) (laughs) and so that means expanding um our organization and it's expanding the firm and i'll tell you we we got so blessed and i know it's going to sound weird okay but we got so blessed with covid because our our industry has not slowed down it's actually gone better because we've we've discovered (laughs) that we could utilize zoom and these platforms to move the needle forward way faster than before right? and so what happened in uh, in 2020 is we actually expanded in multiple states mm. um, through being able to do trainings and, and licensing for our, our new um, associates online like this um, and th- another reason why we expanded is because people finally realized yeah holy crap my employer might not be taking care of me I just got laid mm. off yeah right like, what's happening right now? Like, yeah. I, I, I need to understand how this money thing works. And because of all those things, it's kind of like the cards were played right, right, with COVID. Yeah. And we pivoted really quick. And you know, because you've, you know, you, I mean, you've pivoted too. I know that yeah. with, with all the things that you do. But, but we were able to capitalize on that. And for the next five years, it's just to keep going that way. Right. Yeah. Always making sure that we expand and, and we um, we open our, our minds to the new things that we're doing. Sure. So we're re re-ramping system, revamping the way we do um, um, just different things to allow us to expand. And so we want to be in every state. Um, our brokerage is also in Canada. So I'm working with some um, Canadian folks right now to be able to expand in Canada, which is exciting. Nice. But we we, we want to be in every state because we wanna our goal as, as an organization is really to impact communities where we are, right? And so that's why we need to be in every state. We need to we need to be in every community to really make sure that we bring that education to the people and that we help people become financially free, whatever that is for yeah. them, right? Yeah, um, I love so,
0: it. No, that's all. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, that's – it's, it's, if there's one thing – so obviously you know who Christopher Chris, – Christopher Slayman, shout out. He's my mentor. And I one thing he's always taught me is um, show people how much you care, not how much you know. And yeah. the epitome of that is Amelie Bobbitt. She's always <laughs> representing how much she cares about you because she generally does. And it, it isn't always how much she knows. And I love that about you, Amelie. Um, and before we leave, I have I have one question. And, and I've been I love this question because I ponder on it almost every day. And. Legacy isn't something, to be honest, mm-hmm. isn't, is it legacy? Oftentimes it's not something we see. Legacy is left behind for our our descendants to see our, our, our children, yes. the next generation. To see. That's what real legacy is. It's for what comes after me. Yes. Amelie Bobbin, when you think of legacy what's What's your legacy look like?
1: Wow, that's a that's a question I ponder on every day too. <laughs> um, you know i I come from a, a very uh, humble, I'm not gonna say poor, I'm gonna say humble family uh, where we were always loved, we didn't you know, we didn't lack that. Uh, we were always taken care of, um, but we were never rich, we were never ahead. um as a as a family growing up and um and you know it doesn't mean that i don't cherish all the memories because like i said there was there was definitely extra love there was no shortage (laughs) of that between the between grandparents being involved and my parents are wonderful if you ever get to meet my parents they're they're just unbelievable (laughs) humans um and my brother my sister um but when I when I looked at all that and I looked at how hard my mom worked and how hard my dad uh, worked and, uh, you know, and it wasn't always easy to get ahead. And they made a lot of sacrifices, Warner. Yeah. I know that. They did. A, a, a lot of times, I you know, as an adult, you re- when you're going through it as a kid, you don't really know. But then when you look back as an adult, you're yeah. like, oh, my gosh, yeah. this is really what was happening. And we didn't know that, you know my mom would pay groceries with post data checks because yeah. there was no money, but we needed food, yeah. <laughs> you know, and things like that. Um, and I look at that and I, and I say to myself, they worked so hard for us to like nothing. Right. I want to make sure that what I leave behind is, is, is a notch above, right. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that, that not only my kids don't like nothing, but, but they have, more than I did, right? Yeah. And not to spoil them. It's not about like, oh, you know, I hate when people say that. Oh, well, you know, rich people's kids are just spoiled. Like, no, it's not that. <laughs> it's not that at yeah. all. That's not how we want to raise our daughter. Yeah. It's I want to. The legacy will be the value of working hard and earning. You know, your money and 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 the legacy will be that if you do the work, you earned it. You deserve it. Yeah. You deserve it. Right. And then, and then within our family, I want that to, to be, um, and, and we want to leave a legacy beyond that. I want to make sure that everybody that comes and works with me. And if, if, you know, the people that work with me, they they know who I am as an individual, man, I want the same for them. The legacy I want to leave will be for the people that come into my organization. Right. My, my clients also wanting to leave them better than, Mm -hmm. you know, where I found them and then beyond that. Obviously, we want to. I, I have a, a sweet spot for the U.S. Right? I say, if I have to choose between Canada and U.S., sorry, Canada, I would choose the U.S. <laughs> USA,
0: say that. USA. <laughs>
1: Hopefully, my mom doesn't listen to this, <laughs> <laughs> and and I want to make sure that we make that impact yeah. in the United States as well, and that and that we basically raise the the level of, of awareness and knowledge for for the United States uh, population about finance and and how to how to make it on your own and not rely on those old systems that are not mm-hmm. serving us anymore. And so that's the kind of legacy I want to make. And obviously, we want to go again a notch beyond that. Yeah. Ryan and I have. Um, a lot of great ideas uh for nonprofit organizations we want to have we already donate a lot to um, this wonderful organization called all for one i don't know if you've had um, jeff on your podcast or anybody from all for one but it's wonderful that's they build orphanages and in churches and hospitals and schools all over you know africa and nicaragua and they have different countries they're helping and um it's it's those are some of the things that we want to leave behind for sure yeah
0: that's awesome that's yeah. awesome amelie before we go where can we find you how can we contact you
1: well instagram is always the quickest way
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> you can you can find me on there obviously um just shoot me a dm and we can go from there of course
0: yeah awesome the words cannot describe how grateful i am for you Ah, oh, this was this is this is amazing appreciate the honor for having you on my show and hopefully on- we get to do this again
1: oh no yeah well warner we got to see each other in person <laughs> yeah I'm, i'll do a <laughs> trip down there down. for sure
0: yes <laughs> yes and
1: the honor was all mine thank you so much for having me so good to see you
0: Uh likewise all right, all right guys make sure to tune in to stay in the big and follow on instagram at amelie underscore bobbin take care guys stay in the big <laughs>